The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Well, since I'm the White Sox guy, we'll chat with the White Sox guy, Jason Benetti, the television play-by-play voice of the Chicago White Sox, in addition to quite a bit of things on Fox Sports, college basketball coming up, a lot of college football. All right, Jason, first question is, adrenaline still going from Utah on Saturday night? Oh, my gosh. How about that scene, right? I, I, if, if folks didn't see the game, Utah goes for two with under a minute left to win, but they were wearing these hand-painted helmets for these two kids over the last two years on their football team uh, were, were killed. Um, and so they'd lost two teammates, right? And those two teammates were high school friends, kind of grew up together. And the emotion of that building, they, it was the most people that had ever seen a football game at Utah. It was everything you'd want out of college football. Like there were, there were hard hits. There was high emotion. There was a possible conference title on the line. It was, oh, my gosh. <laughs> These are the things that you signed up for, my brother, uh, getting to do those games, getting to do White Sox games. Are you pinching yourself uh, these days, these last half dozen years or so? Yeah, I mean, I. it's weird, though, that the best season we've had since I've been with the White Sox was, you know, essentially when nobody could come to the ballpark, right? Like the start uh, of all this yeah. was the 2020 pandemic season. And it's been really strange because last year, you know, 2021 was a success in that they got to the playoffs. And then this year was was tough, you know. It was really tough. It was hard on fans. I mean, it was, it was hard to watch sometimes. But, yeah, it's been – I mean, we've had so many good football games at Fox since I've joined up there. And Brock Hewitt is a great partner, and so is Stoney. And, I, yeah, I, I can't really ask for anything more, honestly. Jason Benetti joining us, television play-by-play voice for the Chicago White Sox. You see him and hear him on Fox Sports as well. Now, we have Jason on because he's going to be in Springfield coming up tomorrow night. It's part of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum for the People Speaker Series. And, uh, of course, the big exhibit that's going on now is the stories of survival object image memory And that's one of the reasons why Jason is going to be there, because I think people realize he has cerebral palsy diagnosed as a toddler. Now, I have to ask, Jason, do you get a little tired or weary of that being one of the first things in conversation when people chat with you? Maybe not the regular people and maybe not people who are watching some of your broadcasts, but I mean, just in general, um, you seem to have embraced that and maybe... Uh, used this maybe as an example. How, how do you approach that part of it? You know, it's funny you ask it that way, Greg, and I think it's a really valid, good question because it's a question that I wish the answer was no to. Do I get tired of it? The answer is yes, but the the only option I have, right, is to embrace it mm-hmm. because every time I meet someone new, it's the first thing people see. You know, like I walk <laughs> up to somebody, that's what they see first. And so whether I like it or not or get tired of it or not, it is the lay of the land, right? Like it's, sure. that's the way life is for me, and that's just going to be what it is. 
not going to be anything else. And so very much like on the air, right? Like if I make a mistake on the air, it's not like I can go explain why it happened, right? Like, oh, my monitor was shielded, or I couldn't see exactly in that corner of the field. Like nobody watching the game wants an explanation from the announcer. They just want an experience. (laughs) And nobody really wants an explanation every time I walk up to them. They just want to meet somebody, or they don't, right? So I think when you have a disability, one of the things you become good at, whether good or not, uh, whether it's a, you know, a valuable proposition or not, I think it is, is problem solving, right? Like, it's not going to look the same as what everybody else does, but it's going to make do. And so, you know, if, if there's anything I can relate to people, it's that, like, hey, I probably wouldn't be on television if the work wasn't at least decent, right? Like, nobody's looking for a guy who limps up to the microphone and looks two directions at the camera. So, you know, (laughs) there's some confidence that comes in, hey, I've learned the details of the craft. I know how to do this because nobody's saying, like, out of a lineup, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely put that guy on television. (laughs) I get it. So this sounds like it was a little bit, uh, you seem like you're a fairly single-minded individual. You, I, I would maybe say driven. I always hate to use that term because sometimes it has negative connotations. But did this disability maybe provide you with some impetus, some uh, incentive, shall we say? I think you have to learn the details of whatever you do, right? Because it's not going to be a walkover. Like, it's not, it's not going to be like I'm the one seed and life is a 16 seed. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to win by 30. So you kind of have to grind into the details. But I was lucky. Like, I was really lucky to have a high school radio station that really cared about the craft of doing play-by-play and doing sports updates and doing radio in general. And so you know what it's like whenever you're in high school and you do something and you do it relatively well especially for me when nobody could see me when i was doing it it was like the first place where judgment didn't happen first and now i'm the idiot who got into tv where people (laughs) can see me again but i you know it gave me confidence that i can be a good communicator and that, you know, it's sort of, it was a little bit like you ever watch The Voice on NBC, like radio is blind audition. That's true. And so it, it worked out very well for me to have a lot of people who cared about the details of radio and the details of sports casting. Then I went to Syracuse and had kind of the same experience. Well, you had a lot of experience there, not just the broadcast part. You have degrees in economics and psychology and then uh, got your Juris Doctor at Wake Forest. How did you find the time to do all of that stuff and why? Uh, I, I'd kind of like to ask, yeah. what, what, was you, what was the purpose? Why, why did you want to do all that? Because, uh, I'm, a, like you said, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I, I mean, driven, I guess. Like I, I had happened to take the LSAT. When I was just out of college, I was doing women's basketball at DePaul for a year and, and living back at home in the, in the south suburbs of Chicago. And a friend of mine had taken the LSAT, and he was, like, sharing with me what was on the test. And I always grew up liking those logic games, and I, you know, did a bunch of them when I was in elementary school and middle school. And I was like, oh, I, you know, this seems, like, interesting. And so I ended up taking the LSAT. And I applied to Wake Forest. I was down in High Point, North Carolina, doing men's basketball uh, after I took the LSAT. And Wake Forest let me in to their law school 
But as part of my application, I sent a CD of my radio play-by-play work, and I'm sure they were like, what? Why? Why did he do this? And it was just kind of lay the foundation that, hey, I'm going to be doing other things as well. Like, I really want to do both. And I have to say, the part of the reason I did it is because Wake Forest was really good about me doing both, right? Like, I would leave a week and a half early in the spring semester to go do minor league baseball, and then I'd come back a little bit late for the fall semester. And as long as I did the work and kept updated on everything that was going on, they let me do it. Jason Benetti, we're almost out of time. What sort of things will you be addressing when you visit Springfield tomorrow night for the for the People Speaker Series? Yeah, uh, first of all, I'm a, I haven't been to Springfield since um, a field trip when I was in, I want to say, eighth grade. So I'm just <laughs> excited to get back and see the museum uh, and to reminisce a little bit. But, I, the, you know, part of what I feel like, if there's any message I can convey, it's that people with disabilities, I think there's a little bit of a switch that you have to flip when you meet somebody because we all expect something physically out of a person we're encountering for the first time, and our brains go a little bit haywire. Like, I will have walked to gate 99 in the Newark airport with my bag with me and, like, carrying it. And then I get on the plane, and the flight attendant wants to know if I need help with it. And it's like, <laughs> how, how did you think I got to gate 99? I mean, it wasn't fun, but I got there. And so I just think sometimes people's brains break a little bit. It's like It's like dumping water onto the circuitry of a computer. Like, most of it works, but then, like, something doesn't really work when they encounter me. And that's kind of how I am, too. Like, most of it works. But the walking doesn't look normal. And so I just think there are a lot of lessons that come from meeting somebody who looks different but has, uh, you know, a, a fully functioning ability in the world in a lot of ways. And that's kind of part of the message. But I also, there's a Q&A at the end of it. So I don't know if people want to be like, hey, what? But is 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 uh, Lucas Giolito uh, doing okay? Like uh, people can ask that too if they want. I'm an open book. Who's the next manager of the White Sox? No, 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 no. Right, I know. Right, right. <laughs> you have your thoughts tonight. Hey, remember though, folks, you need to um, or make reservations. Go to presidentlincoln.illinois.gov. That's the museum website. And Jason Benetti, the television play-by-play voice with the Chicago White Sox. Not to mention a lot of Fox Sports stuff. You've Fantastic listen and a fantastic watch. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Enjoy Springfield. Make sure you get a horseshoe while you're here as well. I will do my best. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.